You are listening to Down Home. There is no more important person in our lives than teachers. Think back. I bet there's at least one teacher in your life that made a lasting impression. A teacher that kind of opened your eyes to a world that you had no idea existed. Or maybe they presented information in a way that you remember to this day. This week, Jay and I have a conversation with one of these educators, Rachel Myatt, a teacher that has brought social advocacy to her classroom in a way that has made her popular among both students and parents. Welcome to Down Home, the Nova Scotian experience by two black men. I'm Derek Wise, and as always, we have Jay Jones. What's happening? And our guest this week is homegrown uh, teacher from the facts from Nova Scotia, Rachel Myatt. Hello, Rachel, thanks. You... Oh, sorry. No, you're Go good. Ahead. How are you doing? <laughs> good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, yeah, what's happening? Time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, before we start, two things. Uh, tell us how you got into teaching and also tell us what your connection is to uh, a certain member of this uh, down home podcast. <laughs> I will. I will. Um, so first teaching, let me just say, you know, as a young girl, I, I think I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. You know, I can remember my mom has, um, she kept a lot of my stuff, you know, all of, all of our projects and scribblers and things like that. And so one of the, um, that I did in grade four I remember says what do you want to be when you grow up and I said I want to be a teacher and this is grade four so you know I kind of always knew and then I went off to high school and you know at that time you know teaching was like it was a standstill there wasn't a lot of jobs it was very you know tight a tight-knit um sort of um occupation to get into so I remember my uh, guidance counselor was like no no you don't want to be a teacher and I was like no, but I do like, this yeah. is, this is all I want to do my whole life. And he was right. just like, no, there's no jobs. So he said, pick something else. Really? <laughs> and this is like, you know, you, with the career counseling that you go through with your grade 12 uh, guidance counselor, I said, uh, pick something else. I was like, uh, you know, cause like I've, been, I've known this all my life. So it was like, at that time I was like, uh, okay. Uh, a social worker, you know, he kind of geared me in that direction. So then I went off to university. My whole degree was geared to social work. You know, I then started doing case studies at Dow. I went to St. Mary's, but I started doing case studies at Dow and thought, no, this is not something I want to do at all. Right. Yeah. Uh, so then, you know, it took me a couple of years to start, so you know, finish my first degree. And then it kind of took a couple of years off. And then I was like, no, I really want to be a teacher. This is what I want to do. You know, at the time I was working for the rec department, Derek, as you know, you did too. So yeah. working at the rec department for years. And so I was like, no, this is what I want to do. So then I went back and then geared my degree for education because my whole St. Mary's degree was for social work. So then I had to go back and take courses to get into the education. Mm -hmm. program. Yeah. So it was kind of like a roundabout way to get there. Yeah. yeah. But you got there. Wow. It's, yeah, it's no. not about, it's, it's, uh, you know, the journey and the destination, right? It yeah. is true. True. Um, and how I know this guy, uh, Jay Jones on the panel, <laughs> Um, I think we met through friends like back in our teens, right? We, I think we were late teens mm -hmm. and then it's just sort of traveled from there. 
cool yeah. and st- still like what's that 40 years later no 30 <laughs> i don't know i'm i'm still the same age when rachel met me oh sorry sorry exactly that, that was yeah. five five years ago sorry yeah five years ago. 19 or 19 Derek throwing that out like <laughs> sorry sorry yeah well that's yeah. interesting now um want you to talk about uh, advocating for communities such as the LGBTQ plus ethnic minorities and children that might not come from economic, uh, tough economic situations, because it seems like you, you kind of do that through your teaching. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, you know, um, I think, you know, my, edu- my rec- recreation background sort of led me to this, you know, so um, some of the things I just want to say, first, I want to start off with uh, one thing that I make very clear with uh, all my students and to all adults I talk to, Um, you know, and I think just speaks well to where I'm going to take this, but there's no such thing as um, different races. And I just want to say, as soon as my kids walk in that room, I want them to know right away that we are all one. We are all from the human race Mm -hmm. and, and that, you know, this whole, the whole construct of race was man-made and, you know, that whole history behind that. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, um, I, you know, I try to just make it clear that students, you know, to be connected to more with each other, because I work in a multicultural school and, you know, as you know, Halifax, Nova Scotia is multicultural or Halifax, I guess, Dartmouth type thing, but, um, and so I want, you know, them to know that this is, you know, the only thing that's different about us really is our cultures, right? Yeah. So we are one, we are one race and that we have different cultures. And so mm-hmm. within the, and within that culture, you know, there's all those different elements, right? So there's like customs, beliefs, values, traditions, food, music, art, you know, we can go on and, uh, you know, religion, spiritual beliefs, language. And so we all have that in common because we all, you know, we all have beliefs. We all eat food. We all mm-hmm. wear clothes. We all listen to music of some sort. We all, you know, maybe different food. It might be mm-hmm. different music. It might be different, a different language that we speak, but we all connect in that way. So that's just the first thing I think that I advocate, you know, for that's just one thing to say that, you know, we're all from that one particular, you know, connect, we're all that one connection, you know, and then, um, and then, so my, you know, point I'm trying to make with, with children is that, you know, we, um, you know, I want to change their mind frame right away. So they walk into my room, we are all one. That's what I want you to know. We're all, you know, we're all similar. We all share human qualities, you know, and not, and not to take away from the differences that we do have, because, you know, I want to celebrate those and cherish those as well. But, you know, I want children to be connected, Mm -hmm. you know, and stop, stop focusing on the differences. Yeah. And, you know, see more how we are connected as one versus all these, you know, Mm-hmm. Now, I can see how um, the children, because children are very malleable. They're very, they, they kind of, um, they're like water. They fit into the situations that they, they're put into, right? And if exactly. they fit into positive situations, they fit into that. If they're fitting, they, they get along in negative situations because that's what they have to deal with, right? Exactly. Now, I, my question is, um, how do their parents kind of uh, mold to your, your teaching style and, and right. your, your inclusive teaching style? Yes. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, it seems to be fine. You know, I never really had any issues. I mean, I'm very open. I'm very, um, you know, I communicate weekly with parents. I'm, I'm the kind of teacher that, um, you know, and I'm not all teachers are like this, but uh, every Friday, uh, you know, I send out an email describing everything we've done all week. 
So it's called mm-hmm. Friday, Re- Friday Recaps. And I go through every single subject and everything we talked about. I mean, it's not extremely in detail. It's about a page long. And, uh, you know, and I have parents who comment to say, thank you. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you're doing this. Thank you for teaching our child about sexuality. It's a hard topic to have at home or, do you know what I mean? Like we have those small conversations. No one's ever come to me and said you know, anything about, you know, this is not the way I teach my children. We are different races, blah, blah. You know, that's mm-hmm. not, that's not, you know, I think, I think most parents, you know, are pretty open to that. I know, you know, there is, there is some, you know, um, some cultures that are not really uh, down with the LGBTQ, you know, yeah. so we do have some conversations around that, which is kind of difficult, you know, mm-hmm. where, you know, they don't want certain things being taught, but it's part of the, you know, Halifax curriculum and it, and it gets taught and we just let them know, sorry, you know, this is what's going to happen. So doing it no you know no (laughs) you know no mostly uh you know 99 percent of the time it's all on the up and up and like i said the only conversations i've ever had was really around the lgbtq for some cultures they don't want that to be taught um Mm -hmm. but we do anyway so yeah you know this is the curriculum and if i this is a bit off topic but uh uh, you know, as some of you may know, uh, Derek and I were in Halifax about a month ago and Rachel and I are very good friends. We've been friends for a long time. And, uh, I got in the habit of, uh, going for dog walks with her and her two dogs. And whenever we saw, uh, other parents in the neighborhood, um, walking their dogs, they would stop and they would, and the or the, the person who was walking their dog would say, Oh, my child wants to be in your class next year and everything like that. So um, she's got a good, you, you know, you have a great reputation and, and I think uh, you make every child feel at ease. And so it's no wonder why you're so popular, but yeah, it was like, man, all the parents are like, Oh, my, my kid wants to be in your class. And can you make it happen for me, mommy or daddy or whatever? So, (laughs) So there you go. So. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought I just thought you should know that. <laughs> nice little plug. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no, it is true. And I think, you know, I think I think, you know, I try to think about what it is. You know, one, I, you know, I'm real, right? I'm very real. I, you know, I come at them, you know, I talk on their levels. I don't, I don't talk at them like a teacher. You know, I, I kind of I sort of have this recreation feel, you know, like, I don't know if you've had a rec leader, that sort of thing. That's where I am. You know, I let some more student led teaching, you know, I let them do a lot of the teaching and the learning. Um, I also make it a lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I do through humor, you know, I'm a lot, I, I crack jokes all the time. I tell them stories all the time. A big thing too, for kids is like, you know, you need to make a connection. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what I'm teaching them, what you're doing, you need to make a connection. And that is first and foremost, you can't teach them anything if that child doesn't like you. Yeah. If that child doesn't see you in some way, you know, if that child doesn't feel like he can take risks in your room or, you know, he can let his guard down or she can, you know, feel free to say anything like you're never going to have that if you don't build a connection first. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and the school board really like it's, it's mandated sort of, well not mandated, but it's encouraged that you do that, you know, for the first month, you know, like, yes, of course we still have to cover outcomes and that, but that's kind of secondary yeah. In the first month, it's all about building relationships. I do a lot of fun things, you know. I'll give you an example of, uh, and one thing I do right away is uh, the first project off the gate is uh, a culture project. Oh, okay. And, yeah, they have to, you know, like I said, they have to, a um, couple of things they have to do is one, they have to, um, I ask them, you know, we brainstorm, how can I bring your culture into our room? Mm-hmm. so kids right away they start thinking i'm like go search well how can we make this room feel like you are represented here and so things like i'll give you examples of over the years we've done things like we create flags and i make them make the flags i might 
print off a template, but they got to color them, cut them, do all that. So we make flags for all the countries they're born in. We make flags like the Nova Scotia, the African Nova Scotia flag we put up. We put up the Mi'kmaq mm-hmm. flag. We put up all of the LGBT. That's a lie. We don't do all the LGBT uh, because there's like, I don't know how many flags. Maybe there's uh, there's quite a bit. I, I think someone's telling me like maybe a hundred, but there's yeah. a lot of flags, but we put up as many as we can make of the mm-hmm. LGBTQ flags. We, um, we, uh, you know, that's one thing. Another thing, we'll do things like in our room, we'll have, a, I have a map always, and they'll pin, they'll put pins into all the countries where they're from and have their names tags off of mm-hmm. it. Uh, I have, uh, I have hello written in greetings from all languages. They're like, not all, that's a lie. I can't come up with saying all. About 50 different languages from around the world, I'll have those all up in my room. Um, some of the things they do, they do a culture project where they have several things they have to answer. They put in a presentation, a Google presentation, they present it to the class. So each person mm-hmm. gets to learn about each other's culture. And then I print those off and then they have to create with all the images, they have to create a poster. Mm-hmm. And what's really special about this, I like to share is that I want to be put them up on the wall. You'll I'll just watch them and you'll see students over there like talking and pointing and, you know, like, oh, telling each other about this and that and whatever. And it's just really special to see that like that's on their own. Yeah. You know, they're over there and they're often over at those posters for a while. So that's just some of the things we do. We bring in cloth from different parts of the world. I have like, you know, I have like Kente cloth up and I have like, East Indian cloth up. And so we have that around the room. Like we really do make it so that they feel this is their room. Mm-hmm. They can mm-hmm. let, you know, let their guard down. They can be themselves and they can, you know, just take risks, you know? Yeah. 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 That's good because, uh, uh, you know, noticing on our trip, there's been an influx of more immigration in, mm-hmm. in Halifax. So yeah, makes it even more, more culturally, culturally diverse. So learning about your culture so everyone can learn about your culture is a good thing as well as how it connects us. And, you know, so, so what you're doing is really good because, you know, in this day of social media and everything like that, other than school, sometimes kids don't seem as connected as, as, as we once were, you know? No. And, and, you know, and I don't, and even though we may have been connected, I don't think I really knew more. I mean, personally, where I grew up, I did, you know, learn, get to learn about different cultures, but mm-hmm. a lot of children, you know, that especially when we were younger and maybe some now don't really get to know about other people's cultures. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, you might see it on YouTube, but you're not experiencing in a way that that child sitting right next to you is telling you, you know, yeah. uh, you know, what, or, or, or listening to the music or, um, you know, eating food. Cause like, I'll tell you, that's another thing I do that the kids <laughs> love, uh, kids love food. Even yeah. if it's food that they think is gross or different or <laughs> sour or hot, whatever. I, uh, every second Tuesday, and I start this a couple of years ago, and I think that's another reason why kids want to get in my room. Because um, <laughs> I feed them. But no, um, no, seriously. Seriously, though, it's called Taste Test Thursdays. And uh, every Thursday, I bring, every second Thursday, I bring in some type of food from around the world. And I make sure mm-hmm. I touch on every single culture in my room. Mm. So, uh, you know, some examples of that would be like cayenne peppers. Yeah. Uh, you know, I brought it. I'll just give you an example, the food, and then I'll tell you what we do with it other than eat it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, we had plantains, um, you know, avocados, and then we had guacamole, uh, even camel milk chocolate. Like my husband works in Saudi Arabia, so he brings over this chocolate bars that are made with camel milk instead of cow oh, milk. Oh, wow. And wow. they try that. Mm. Um, you know, they've tried eggplant, like the list goes on. I've even brought in sushi. I've brought it, you know, like just goes on and on Asian pears, like whatever. Um, so they try it and then they have to do a little mini research project and there's questions. 
And some of those questions will be like, you know, where's this food grown? What is it used for culturally? Is there any kind of Mm -hmm. traditions that it's used for? Or, you know, ceremonies, is it like medicine or is it, you know, that type of thing? Um, They then have to talk, you know, about the, is there anything unique about this culture you want to share or a fun fact that you found? Or, you know, where's it located? Where's the country located? Why is it grown there? Um, Mm -hmm. What's the geographical location? That kind of thing. They put it together in PowerPoints and then we present them. and then you know and this happens every second thursday so or whatever day it's going to be next year i don't know what you know and so they they love it they love it though because they're trying different foods they're learning about different cultures it's all being connected yeah well that that type of uh experiential learning is um you know it's it's not how we were taught (laughs) unfortunately but you know um it's good to hear that because uh, even in this day and age, you don't get a lot of experiential learning, but to bring that into your classroom, these kids are going to remember that um, in, in grades going forward. And hopefully that's something that um, other teachers are hearing that you're doing and bringing yeah. into their class. Cause the more experiential learning that we have, the better for the kids. Definitely. So you, you, you obviously have a, like a good, a very strong passion for inclusivity. And, and like we said, experiential learning. Um, that's, that's a, that's a, a great form of activism. Where do you think that was inspired from? And was it maybe the neighborhood you grew up in or? Oh, 100%, you know, and like I said, I, you know, the neighborhood I grew up in, I'll, you know, I'll give you a little background. I grew up in, um, you know, it was formerly called Greystone, which was, you know, public housing. Um, it was a community, a multicultural community. It's, I mean, it's now, used to be called Great, no, sorry, it's called Greystone now. It used to be called Carson Street in oh, Spritefield, yeah. Spritefield, right. public, in public housing, you know, and you know what comes along with public housing, uh, you know, financial, you know, some financial struggles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I had that background. Uh, not only was it, uh, rich, you know, it was, you know, it, even though we were poor, quote unquote, you know, we were rich with experiences. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, I got to experience many different cultures. I had a good friend who was from, uh, you know, East India or she was East Indian. And she, um, you know, I remember going over to her house and the smells that were coming out of her kitchen. I was just like, can I eat here, please? Like somebody <laughs> feed me, like, you know, and like her, you know, and her mother would feed me. And I remember just eating this different food that was so flavorful, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I remember experiences like, my um another good friend of mine uh you know uh she was an african nova scotian and family and she i remember just being at her house one time and we were just she goes you know want to make some ghetto candy and i was like ghetto candy i was like what's ghetto candy and like right away i was like definitely a yes like hello (laughs) candy i'm having it and you know and she poured you know she poured butter you know she's frying butter up in a frying pan and then she's pouring sugar on it and it's solidified and i was just like wow this is i was just like yeah i'm going home to make this at my house like (laughs) um you know so like do some of those little experiences another one you know i can think of so many but like like next i live next door to another uh you know an african nova scotia family and like on sundays very spiritual family and on sundays their mother just blared gospel music like you could hear it all through the community Mm -hmm. and you know and it was really like you know uplifting fun gospel music and not anything that i was listening to you know in my home so that was an experience you know mm-hmm. like just music alone really um you know right next another next door to me was newfoundland family you know family from newfoundland and they had their music going and you know mm-hmm. it's just different flavor yeah. um you know my <laughs> yeah right like you know <laughs> yeah. i just remember hearing all my, my rubber boots on like just you know like <laughs> just different just different right and yeah, like even even like 
my household music was things like my dad was into the Beatles and, you know, Steve Miller band and Elvis. And my mom was more like ACDC, you know, ZZ Top. And of course I was all pop music, you know, I was a Michael Jackson, Madonna, but you know, but like when I'm going over to my friend's house, you know, her parents would listen to things like, you know, Al Green, sorry, Al Green and like, um, you know, Bill Withers and like Donna Summers and like all this other flavor of music that I was getting, you know, so yeah. it was definitely well-rounded in that way. So I feel yeah. like that, that definitely impacted who I became and, you know, what I do for sure, yeah. 100%, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, really taught me the value of a dollar as well. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> growing up like that you know growing up with not a lot yeah but you know some of the other things back to like advocating oh just one sec here someone's coming to visit us (laughs) who is that show us show us (laughs) is that fuzzy or banksy Ah. banksy banksy's coming banksy hey banksy i don't think banksy can hear you (laughs) no he he, uh we became good friends Right. Yeah. He, yeah. He was all over Jason trying to give you as yeah. much love as he could. He's a, <laughs> he's a lover, not a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, some of the other things, um, you know, like I advocate, you know, especially for my position, you know, my job, I part of a culture community, you know, where I'm a group of teachers, we're in there and we do lots of things for the school. We run all kinds of stuff. Uh, you know, we, I create bulletin board displays every month that I t- I took that on, um, you know, I, I, with my art background, that's, that's my strength. So it's all about bringing awareness, you know, to the school mm-hmm. and every different culture and every different, you know, I know we, we focus on the heritage months, you know, I try not to, you know, I, I teach it all year long and all through history, but, um, you know, we do, we do celebrate those months as well. And so that is up with a representation and we do that through bulletin board art displays, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, other such things I've done is like um, food drives and I started an LGBT and like, it's changed. It's uh two S L G B T Q Q I P A or yeah. P I A plus. Yeah. Yeah. It's been changing. And I think there's even a newer one now since that mm-hmm. one, but um, you know, I started a club and uh, lunch times and we did things like um, you know, we made buttons for pronoun buttons for teachers and students. We started that we yeah. made, you know, you know, washroom signs for gender neutral washrooms, you know, we created like a list posters with pride events, you know, for, you know, so we, you know, there's tons, you know, tons of stuff I'm doing advocating in, in school for sure, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so with these implemented plans to sort of, uh, you know, bring your activism to the table and, and make these kids aware of what's going on in the world, um, how do you, uh, how does that make the kids feel like did they, do they become more empowered and learning from each other? Uh, I feel, I feel like they, you know, I feel like they do. And like I said, just the example of vicious going over and, you know, pointing to the posters and asking questions and learning and trying the new foods, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I also, uh, another thing, another example I did in, um, was, um, you know, it was for global, like, you know, I try to connect a lot of the subjects together. So I'll put social studies and art and English together. And one of them was global read aloud day happens every year. And I had my students volunteer who wanted to volunteer. I've never forced anyone to get up and read because I yeah. didn't like that when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I know we had to remember we were forced to kind of yeah, stay and read in front yeah, of the class. Yeah. I won't force anyone. But um, I loved it. Did you, Jay? That's <laughs> oh, awesome. I, I was, yeah, yeah Jay's always Jay, up there. 
Jay always yeah. likes an audience, though. Well, you? that's yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. True, true. I mean, I'm all about an audience too, but I, I just definitely was embarrassed. Like, I just I don't think I had the best reading skills, mm-hmm. you know. And I was always so embarrassed if it came across the word I didn't know, you know. So, like, yeah, yeah no, I was not into it. Uh, and I tell my students that all the time. I'm like, listen, I was not one for doing that. I said, but look mm-hmm. what I do now. I'm up standing in front of you guys <laughs> talking all day. Yeah, you know. And I even even when I'm reading to them, I tell them I might come across the word I don't know, and I might need your help. You know, I might need your help or even sometimes I'm on the board and I'm writing and I don't know how to spell a word or I forget how to spell a word. You know, I did have a really bad concussion five years ago, which caused me to, you know, uh, lose, you know, some memory, but you know, they're up there helping me, telling me how to spell it, you know, helping me along. So, mm-hmm. you know, we all work together. But one example of the global read aloud is I had them read the book, um, the children of Vatherville yeah. by Christine Weldon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You okay. guys probably, you guys probably know the book. Um, yeah. yeah. And so they each read it to each other. Mm-hmm. Wow. So like they got up in front of the class and they read the, you know, they read the story piece by piece by piece. And um, sorry, that's me. They piece by piece by piece. And, uh, you know, and then once we were done reading that story, I had our um, African, Nova Scotia, African Nova Scotian support worker come on in, Mr. Brown. And he he spoke with the children and, you know, his experiences and talked about, you know, the community and, you know, how it was, you know, a tight knit community and everyone helped each other. And it was really good that, you know, they went from, reading it in a book to actually experiencing it or, you know, hearing it in real life and making that mm-hmm, connection mm-hmm. right between the two. So African Nova Scotian support workers, that's something that is uh, in every school. It is. Yeah. Really? And it is new. Cause it wasn't when we were there. Yeah, right. No, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No. Uh, I don't know when it started. I can't really remember quite a few years ago though. I mean, yeah, if I go back, it might've been even eight years ago, even more mm-hmm. uh, where each school, not each school, it's schools that have a certain population of African Nova Scotia students. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they also have indigenous or Mi'kmaq uh, representatives as well. Okay. For schools oh, that have a good. higher, yeah, schools that have a higher population. Uh, they also have, because now we have a, you know, a huge influx of students from, uh, you know, with, um, an Arabic background mm-hmm. to speak Arabic. So they, uh, you know, we also have, um, you know, uh, their why they're, YMCA representatives and they come in as well. So we have support workers there as well. So we have both um, a YMCA worker and a um, African Nova Scotia support worker at our school. And uh, it's really great. You know, I think kids, it's another way to bring representation into the school because as you know, there's not a lot of, um, you know, black teachers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I think there, there was a push a few years ago to, uh, you know, to try and recruit mm-hmm. teachers, you know, of different, of, you know, of different, of, um, you know, um, different, Eth- you know, ethnicities, ethnicities. Yeah. yeah. People of color, they wanted, mm-hmm. uh, you know, different people of color. And, and so there was a push and I, so I just know that, you know, that it's a way to bring representation into the school mm-hmm. and for students to have someone that they feel, you know, connected to visually and, you know, so that, yeah. It's really good because, um, you know, he's awesome. So he's, 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 you know, he goes around from different class to class and, Mm -hmm. you know, supports and helps students that need that. So. Yeah. Oh, good for the Halifax school That's board. Cool. Yeah. Not doing anything like that up here in Toronto. Not at all. Oh, at all. really? Really? Yeah. Oh, no. no. And my my kids have gone through um, K all through all through up to twelve, and there was mm-hmm. no type of uh, now there was clubs depending on the school that we we're in. Right. But there yeah. weren't any type of um, uh, specific ethnic uh, minority support person. 
Yeah. Oh, oh that's that's the shame. Because I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, as you know, you know, we don't have a lot of representation of people of color, and and you know, and we can get into that whole reason as to why, right? Mm-hmm. We know mm-hmm. that it's systemic and it's trickling down. Hopefully, that's changing. You know, yeah. I mean, I am, I think, I am hopeful, and uh, I do think that there is, you know, some change taking place. Mm-hmm. I also know that, um, you know, there's been. Um, a real uh, focus actually on uh, African Nova Scotian and indigenous uh, students. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's been PD we've had, I've had PD. I've gone to see guest speakers that have come to speak to us about cultural responsive teaching and microaggression, you Mm -hmm. know, so it's happening and it's in our schools and we're being taught, Mm -hmm. you know, so there is a real focus on it. And yeah. PD, PD is a personal development. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Special. De- yeah. Professional development. So yeah, yeah. there's been quite a bit of it yeah. and um, you know, and schools are being accounted, you know, they're, they're, they're being, they're being, have to be accountable for what they're doing within their school mm-hmm. to make this happen. That's so, very encouraging. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, that all sounds encouraging uh, to bring cultural awareness. Now, what do you, what, do you do as a teacher? Can you develop your own lessons plans surrounding oh. those things? Or oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Cool. And so for me, I mean, we have a set of outcomes that we're being taught. We have a set of outcomes we have to follow, but it's pretty wide open that we can do, you know, whatever's we want. There's suggestions and things like that, but mm-hmm. um, uh, I think as it comes to culture, there needs to be, I think, more for some of the teachers that don't have that background or don't have that you know, passion or, or no know how or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think there needs to be more, which I think is actually in the works right now being developed. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, Oh, everything I do is through culture. Right. Cause like, even for me as my art background, kids love art by the way, but like art background, I filter that into everything I do. And what is art? Art is culture. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just everything I do, everything Mm -hmm. I do revolves around culture. There's so many examples of things I could give you. I mean, I'll give you a few if you want some, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, you know, like is one example of um um you know, not only so so for uh African Nova Scotian, I'll give them a list of of people and the students have to choose a person. They have to so I fuse that with social studies and um English, they have to write a biography. Mm-hmm. And in that biography, they do a lot of research, write a biography. They then have to present these biographies. They then have to, we've also record them. We put them into an assembly. We did virtual assemblies the last couple of years, as you know, over for COVID. Mm-hmm. So we did virtual assemblies. We had to record all that. We created like, you know, um, videos for this assembly. We then put them up in the display in the school. Um, you know, so that's that's one thing where I was doing. I do this every year. Mm-hmm. Um, we do that for not only just uh, African Nova Scotian, but we also do that for Asian heritage. We do that for Gaelic. We do that for Mi'kmaq. You know, we do that for East Indian. So mm-hmm. we do several, you know, several different things. And you know, another one we did. Just, I, I love this one. We, um, I love them all. But uh, we, uh, you know, I was teaching them about. Um, you know, the, the communities that are without running, clean running water. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, so that's, and we talked about, you know, like sustainable, our sustainable development goals and that sort of thing and how it's a right for everyone around the world mm-hmm. to have, you know, uh, clean drinking water. And as we know, that's not the case, mm. um, especially here in our own country. Yeah. So we focused on our country. And, um, and so we, um, 
we wrote persuasive letters. I taught them how to write persuasive letters. And then we wrote persuasive letters. You know, they had to learn the difference between fact and opinion. They had to write these letters based on facts. We had to do lots of research on Justin Trudeau and his promises and what's going on with these different communities. Mm -hmm. And we put them in letters and each student wrote a letter and we mailed them to Justin Trudeau. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. And we did get a response. Uh, you know, and it was just a thank you for your concern type of response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, you know, probably he might have even read the letters. I don't know. But yeah. uh, maybe his secretary or whoever. But, um, you know, we did get a response. At least they know that, you know, there are children out there that are just as passionate, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm and creating these little activists, you know. Yeah, That's what I, I want. Mean, I want people to think about it. Think outside mm-hmm. of themselves. Yeah, yeah of that's course. What, I want. what are the age, age ranges of your students? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm uh, grade six. So they're, they go from 11 to 12. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. since so you create such a sort of open environment, it, do, do any discussions ever come up with, you know, some of these sort of racial things or, or cultural things that oh, are happening sure. in the world? That Everything. Yeah. Yeah, everything that happens, you know, we talk about it, you know, the shootings that happen, uh, you know, George Floyd, um, you know, when we talked about the war in Ukraine, uh, you know, everything, it's Mm -hmm. a topic of conversation almost daily, you know, where we have just like free open conversations. And like, what can we do about it? What are some things we can do? So we'll take on, you know, we can't take on everything, we focus on a few things, and then what can we do about it? You know, and so, um, for Black Lives Matter, you know, we created, you know, and like I said, my art strength, art is my strength and bringing awareness. So we created bulletin boards all around the school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, um, we've, we found books that are all about, um, you know, teachings of, of Black excellence and, uh, you know, Black history. And mm-hmm. so we, we made a big, huge display, you know, and, you know, it was really cool because we said, you know, words have power. And then we mm-hmm. had all these different displays of the books you know, that was one thing we did, um, you know, stuff like, like, that's kind of the things we are doing other than if we're not writing letters, you know, we're creating a display for everyone to be a part of, or these assemblies that we want every class to listen to, you know, mm-hmm. you know, because like, you know, we don't, and, and I don't think many teachers are doing this. And I know that, um, you know, we don't, we're not focused on like, you know, Martin Luther King, like, that's not, that's not where we are. We, we are, you know, we are, um, uh, encouraged or you know meant to be teaching them about what's happening here in our own community yeah. in our yeah. own province and in our own country yeah. so you know teachers are doing that i can't say every teacher or i can't speak for all but i do know you know my crew people i know um you know that's what we do so yeah. that's you know bringing it home yeah that's important because you oh, know, very a, lot, important. a lot of this history isn't known you know what i mean so no. uh you know you get the kids when they're young and uh start implementing these programs these ideas these thoughts these open uh, discussions about what's going on in the world so they can you know every just like our generation we learn from the past and you know it was their hope for us to make the world a better place and sort of sounds like you're doing that exact same thing you know bringing that uh that light to the world for sure yeah sure you know and it's and it's daily you know, mm-hmm. and it's in every yeah. subject, you know, yeah. and I can infuse it in any way, in every way that I can, I do. That's so, good. It yeah. is a daily struggle. So it and, is. And it's the only way we make these things better is by having these things on the daily, you know, yeah. Yeah. so they don't get lost by the wayside. True. Yeah, yeah. it's true. It's true. Yeah. yeah, there's quite a few, quite a few things, you know, that yeah. we need to do, yeah. you know, because so, we need to, we need to be talking about it. Yeah. You know, we need to be aware. We need to talk about it. 
We need to have these uncomfortable conversations and, you know, we need to do something about it. Yeah. And, you know, and the people to do something about it, you know, are the people who, you know, who are, who, who are, who are getting it all, you know, like Mm -hmm. white people, you know, we do, we do have all these, we are fortunate. And so, you know, and I feel like what we need to do is stop, you know, being blind to what's happening. And, you know, we, the ones that need to stand up, speak up and do something about it, you know, stop being complacent. Like we, you know, Mm-hmm. It, you know we are part of the problem when we're just ignoring it you yeah. know we think it's too uncomfortable for us okay well no but that's the issue right mm-hmm. so yeah. you know and i just another thing i'll tell you really quickly um i started a book club uh at my school for teachers and oh, wow. and the first book you know where we have a second one coming up but the first book was white fragility yeah and you know i mean i had five teachers join on i had a few teachers that were reading it you know, privately. And, uh, you know, we had those, we were having those uncomfortable conversations, you know, we were learning about, you know, how, you know, that society is really uh, sort of framed to uh, have white people not be, not be uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, with talk, with talks of race or not be uncomfortable with race, with, Mm -hmm. you know, racism. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that book's a really good book. It broke it down. You yeah. know? How was the yeah. response amongst that uh, reading group to that, yeah. that particular it, book? Exactly. People were open. People were very really? open to it. And we, we, and we, and you know, one teacher, I remember, uh, you know, she said, you know, let's take this really slow. Like there's a lot to unpack here. Let's just mm-hmm. not, whiz, let's not whiz through this. Let's really take this slow. So like, you know, it might take us a couple, it took us a couple of sessions to talk about, you know, maybe one part of a chapter. Yeah. You know, and we shared experiences and we talked about, you know, you know, how do we notice this? What do we do? Like that we came up with like suggestions on how we can try to make this better. You know, how can we make this better within our school, within ourselves, like within our own home life, like within our friends, that sort of thing, you know, and, you know, and, 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 you know, it's true, you know, mm-hmm. people are uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. that's the point. That's yeah, the yeah. Point, right. Well, given how open as you said, your, your teaching crew <laughs> is, uh, to, to, um, to learning. Cause that's yeah. basically what that is. You're learning some things that you're unlearning some things that you've been learned, th- you've been taught throughout your life that are yes. quite, uh, ethnically, uh, sensitive, I guess you could say. Yeah. Mm. Um, given that fact, are you surprised at some of the things that are coming out of the States in certain areas about, um, um, what they're what they're not able to teach like this this war on CRT and yeah. and history basically you know I I am surprised and I, I just feel like I feel like we've we've jumped back like you know they've taken 50 years from us mm-hmm. you know we're starting over I just I, I I'm shocked really I, I mean I don't know. I mean, the States has a lot of issues, right? There's a lot yeah. that they need to, I mean, we all do. I'm not just laying on the States because, you know, Canada does too and probably mm-hmm. several countries around the world, but it's shocking really to see how far we have come. And really when you stop and think we haven't come far at all. Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah. and I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know how to solve that solution. I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, there's just so many different mind frames. Like how, how do we all get onto the same one? I mean, I think it starts with like, I'll bring it right back to the beginning of this conversation. We are not different races. We are mm. all humans. We're all from one race. And before, if we don't, if we don't, if we don't get that, yeah. we're always going to feel divided. And I just, mm-hmm. and you know, and always going to have to like, you know, we can't do this and we can't do this. And, you know, we shouldn't be doing this and we shouldn't teach this, like all this closed mindedness. It's just, it's, yeah. it's going to keep us down. Mm-hmm. Well, like Derek said, you, we have to unlearn what we were taught, you know, cause we're, and then we become conditioned to these things and we, you know, 
I personally, my own self, are, 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 am taking away layers and looking at things in a different lens because I thought a certain way because of yeah. the way I was taught. So, oh, for you know, sure. it, yeah. it's a lot of work to do. It's a, a lot of unpacking, but it's also if we can't look at the elephant at the in the room, then, yeah. you know, then leave the room because yeah. we, we sooner or later have to face it. And as uncomfortable as it is what you're doing, getting your teachers and everybody to have these conversations. That's how it becomes comfortable. Like, like, like we were all saying, it's a daily struggle. So let's keep, keep it on with the daily struggle so we can get through it. You know what I mean? We have yeah. to, we have yeah. to, and you know, and our next book, just to throw it out there is how to be an anti-racist. So mm-hmm, yeah. it's our next book, you know, which, so, and which, you know, breaks it down. Uh, it gives us solutions. So yeah. I, you know, I can't wait to dive into that book and, yeah. you know, hopefully I'm going to, try to you know get a few more teachers in yeah. on that club so <laughs> so one little final question so are you personally encouraged by uh all this cultural awareness that's going on um oh sorry uh i am i am and i and i feel like you know you look around and especially just around in my neighborhood uh you know mm-hmm. my in my surroundings my community that sort of thing you know i know that there's been you know you know art festivals that have had you know showed art that you know and awareness for culture for cultures cultures and things like that there's been you know like um the multicultural festival that we have there's the painted signs that they're putting you know like the whole street barrington street um it's barrington no brunswick big section of brunswick was painted you know black lives matter okay. um you could probably see that from the sky it was so big you know and they you know and then the lg you know the two s ipt plus oh no that uh you know that um <laughs> they had those you know, sidewalks painted, you know, with the rainbow flag and, you know, there's like um, rallies happening, you know, if there's community community gatherings for conversations and, you know, I do, I, I am encouraged by the cultural awareness. I mean, you know, I think, can we do better? I think we can always do better. Can we do more? Definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, you know, maybe some of these companies have to mandate this microaggression sort of style uh, teaching, you know, this professional development. I think we all need it. Every mm-hmm. single, you know, McDonald's, whether you work for the school board, you know, whether you work for Ford, wherever you work, this has mm-hmm. to be there, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I think we have to rewrite our history books. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, like you said, that whole unpacking or that whole reteaching or that all has to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, try to think what, you know, what, what else can we do? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Again, well, we have if to go back go back we yeah. are one race yeah you know well, we should have never been taught to be divided yeah. yeah well it all starts with um people like you doing exactly what you're doing so you're doing it and thank you I'm trying to yeah. be honest that's I'm that's trying. awesome man and, yeah. and thank you again for coming on the podcast yeah yeah thank you for awesome. having me thank you yeah. for having me any, great conversations any, anything you want to add before we wrap up um no, I think I think we pretty much covered it all. Covered it all. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, I had a lot more I could have said, just so you know. <laughs> we'll have to do that another time. Yeah. Okay. We will. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. We yeah. Definitely. Back. We'll do part two. Awesome, yeah, man. For awesome. sure. Yeah. We're we're definitely. gonna hold you to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we'll be we'll be coming knocking. Yeah, yeah. Good. Actually, I might drop in uh, on one of your classes when you get feeding people. You should. Well, you know, well it's funny because you know you say that, Jason, because um you know, when we were doing, uh, you know, I had the list of, you know, prominent people from Nova Scotia, uh, African Nova Scotians, um, your, you know, your family's there and, um, mm-hmm. you know, your grandfather and, uh, 
you know, and I even said, I said, you know, I got a, my friend is his grandson. I was like, we should get him on, you know, we should get him on the line. So like, I might have you come in and drop there in one of, my, one of my classes. Yeah. We'll do it virtually <laughs> like this, <laughs> well, you know? I'm actually I'm actually coming back down in September for my aunt Jean, who uh, she was on a recent episode. It's her uh, it's going to be her 90th birthday. So I'll be down in September. So we should, we should make go. that happen. Let's we should make that it. happen. Your yeah, names come up. Work. Your names come up a few times, you know, with your spoken word connected to poetry and that sort of thing. So cool. Uh, Thank you. I would I would. Yeah, I'd appreciate that. Yeah, I'll awesome. even do a poem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a date. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nice. I want to say, uh, you know, our friendship goes way back. And, uh, I remember back then. Yeah. (laughs) I remember back then, uh, just how cool and kind hearted and funny you were. And you were always kind of a little bit of a trailblazer, uh, just the way you make everybody feel comfortable and at ease. So it's good to see you take that into continue it in your life and take it into the classroom, showing these kids what you saw growing up and, and using it towards a positive things. All these things, are very important that you're doing you're doing important work and uh the more you do it the more gets done and even just opening the door to these conversations is is enough for people to walk by and look through they can decide if they want to walk through but something tells me that one day you're just going to be dragging people in anyway so (laughs) continue continue doing what you do and inspiring it's very inspiring to see that you're taking your own personal approach to teaching and each one should teach one and uh you're doing that so i'm proud to call you my friend thank you and likewise likewise thank you so much yeah i'll keep doing it yeah keep on keeping on to down home subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts on a high plateau from the one down below to the future of the funk getting lost in the flow contact with the spot mckex now it's time to flex with the force from the soul reaching all aspects getting deep no time to sleep as you reach your next phase laying it all on the line new trail stop the blaze it's a fire inside a brand new path breaking down the sum to one feeling free i just laugh with the joy of a beat boy just kicking it live a connection so strong transcribed with the vibe like magic prescribed only to see the perfect blend like a diamond in the rough ready to drop a perfect gem it's time to shine so fine to see what you find revolution starts with the evolution of the mind it's a rhythm of circumference that rotates around to the surface with a purpose breaking new ground breaking new ground and flying high wanna keep living my life the song breaking new ground from the breakdown I wanna live my life